Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Jay's World Podcast. This one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's a conversation that I'm having with one of my employees, and I just realized his knee is exposed because it's ripped to crap. <laughs> I think you need to change your pants, my brother. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I'm going to need you to speak up clearly. And it's, you know, forget that I'm even recording. Um, forget that, you know, that the mic is here and all that. Um, and just, I want you to tune into the conversation. Um, and it's basically about uh, Home Alone. I'm going to title this one Home Alone. Because a lot of us feel like our home, i.e. Uh, our, ourselves, that we're alone in this world. And um, I really want your thoughts and your opinions documented because uh, before I even get into all that, let me introduce you. Um, this is Mario, guys. Uh, Mario has been working for me how many years now? 27, 28? <laughs> uh, pushing five. Pushing five. Yeah. So we could just say five. Yeah. For real? It's been that long. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I've put up with your crap for five years. <laughs> Jesus. So, so guys, this is Mario. He is, he's an amazing individual. Now, let me tell you how I see you um, before we truly start. Um, I see you as an amazing, an amazing individual. Complex. Uh, you really stay to yourself, which sometimes is good. Uh, other times it's horrible. Okay. Other times, you know, you're going through things and, um, even you said it to me that I don't know how the hell you do it, <laughs> but you'll feel it and you'll feel the vibe and I'll pick up on it and I'll call you out on it. Like, yo, what's up? What's up with you? You know, what's going on? Um, I don't know. It's maybe it's my gift. It's my calling. But, um, you know, there's those times that you're going through things that I will see. And, you know, I'll force you to talk. And I'll be like, yo, dude, like, come on. And this episode is not about forcing people to talk. But then again, it is. Um, like right now, you came into work, you know, you got your morning cup of joe, <laughs> everything's all good, you know, we got our coffees, we're all right. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I go into telling you, hey, listen, I recorded something, this and that, 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 I need you to hear it. And I can already see in your face, like, all the emotions. Just the even thought of tapping into yourself, all the emotions on your face, I can see it. Like, damn, I don't want to think about this. And I tell you all the time, you know, that you're a great individual. Um, you just do dumb shit. <laughs> um, and I don't ever, you know, I told you this before, I don't ever mean to be offensive or anything like that. But you know me. Yeah. I'm very blunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm dangerously blunt. <laughs> and I get in trouble for it a lot. <laughs> but... I am going to say that um, it helps. If you don't mind me saying, I, I see it helps because I see you grow. From the person that when I first hired you, um, 
quick little embarrassing story. I'm gonna put it out there. Uh, I had to chase you down one time at your home because you didn't come into work for two days. You didn't pick up my calls, and I went to your home and was like, "Hey!" And you open the door and you're like, "Yeah." All nervous and everything, like a little scared meerkat. Like, uh, I got caught. And let me let me tell you guys, six foot, what, six foot four, uh, six two, six two. All right, so he's two inches taller than me. He's he has the beard going and tattoos. So, but he's skinny as hell. But at that time, you were really thin. Yeah, you were really that. freaking thin, like scary thin, <laughs> yeah. like Somalia. I haven't eaten in twelve years. Thin. And uh, me, I was I was huge at that time. Yeah. I was like what four something. I was like yeah. four sixty or something like that. <laughs> right. And I was still eating meat. My lifestyle was different. I was going through the, the whole, you know, thing with my ex wife mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. <laughs> and I came up to you and I was like, "Yo, what the hell's going on with you?" Ah! And you were like, "Oh," <laughs> I was like, "You're gonna be at work tomorrow, right?" You're gonna... Yeah. So it's like I forced you guys <laughs> to work for me, <laughs> but. The thing is, guys, that, you know, he deals with a lot of things because of his past. And, you know, um, I feel that it's important that, you know, as as humans and as as people, uh, we go into this, we go into this hole. But I think it's important that we realize that we're not alone. You know, that we're not alone and and we talk about it. You know, and I do that with you constantly. Mm-hmm. I do that with you constantly. I'm like, Mario, what's going on? What's this? And sometimes I got to force it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but I notice that once I turn the faucet water on, it comes out. Because I can feel that you just, you want to speak to somebody. But as we said before, we was just joking about how in the 80s, the movies, men were men. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and... You know, Van Damme and all these other people. And the 90s movie was showing like females are, I'm a little pretty girl. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, we're still carrying that that belief that as men, uh, we have to be tough guys and be quiet, silent, but deadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, we, we, we truly don't. Um, I believe in, as you know, uh, each one teach one. Mm-hmm. You know I'm the king of metaphors. Yeah, <laughs> I, I come out with it. But what I really want in this in this recording is to is to document you. I want you to let you know to let me know how you feel. You know when you when you're not talking, when you're when you're going through things. You know, and if you want to, you can get into something specific or something like that. Um, if you don't, that's fine by me. But you know what goes through your mind when when you're like you're going through something and then all of a sudden you're like let me just be quiet you know why is that uh i think cuz i guess for so many years i i tend to keep to myself when i have a problem and i don't like i guess i shut people out and don't vocalize what i'm going through in my mind why i have no idea i always been like that since i was little so so actually when somebody asks me what's wrong with me i'm i guess i'm not used to it so i tend to you know keep it to myself and 
uh, I try. I, I'll try my best to, you know, put my feelings out there. But for some reason, I have a, a difficult time expressing it. All right. If you don't mind me, we're going to get a little deep on this. Um, and it might stir up some feelings, and, and that's all right. That's the whole point of this. Um, you were raised by your mother, right? My mom and dad. Your mom and dad. Yeah. Um, but if I remember correctly, your dad passed away. Yeah. At what time? I mean, at what, what age? Uh, I was uh, 15. 15. Yeah. So you already pretty much, not set in your ways, but you already had this mentality of like, you know, who you were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. By seeing your father and your father and your mother telling you this is how you're supposed to be. But do you feel like from 0 to 15, did you feel like your dad really taught you how to be a man or did you feel like he kind of expected you to know how I, I want to say that he he did teach me how to you know become a man but then at the same time I guess he expected me to to be one but yeah I guess he, exp- I, I want to say he expected me to become a man. So, the reason why I ask that question is because a lot of people, uh, I know myself in general, uh, you know, with my with my stepkids, you know, I'll get mad at them and I'll be like, man, this is common sense. Like, don't you know? You know what I'm saying? And I'll be like, I'll get mad and I'll be like, you know, and I kind of like expect them to know, you know, how to be a man and they're kids right you know, you know what I'm saying yeah and I see that a lot with a lot of people like a lot of people just expect people to know and it's like how do you expect an animal to know how to use the bathroom you know outside instead of inside mm-hmm. you know you got to teach these things you know and I, especially for kids and for humans you know we, we have to be taught how to do things you know that's why we go to school and that's why we you know do mm-hmm. uh, trade programs and all this other stuff we get taught how to do things we just don't magically know right um, but so let's go back into like, okay, when you're, when you're, when your father passed away, um, and your mother had to take over and everything like that, did you feel like you, you had somebody to talk to or you felt like, like, uh, well, let's go back before that. Did you ever talk to your dad? Like on a one-on-one, like, Hey dad, this is what I'm feeling. Or was he even that type of person? Uh, I never really had a one-on-one with my father. Like. To see, you know, to talk about what was on my mind, because most of the time he was always working, and the time he came out, it was like two in the morning and shit. So I'd be sleeping by then, and I guess that's what affected me the most that I never really had that chance to talk to him, and I guess that's what messed me up growing up when he passed away. That you know, I didn't have a father to talk to. I had my mother, but it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yeah, we never really. Now that I'm thinking about it, we never really had like a one-on-one. So you had a father, but you didn't. Yeah, I I can definitely relate to that. So you never had somebody that you can because you're the older brother, right? You have mm-hmm. brothers, you have siblings. Yeah, um, I know, but they don't. Know. <laughs> you have siblings. Uh, how many brothers do you have? Uh, two brothers and two sisters. Two sisters. Okay. So my question is this, and they're all younger than you, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're the big brother. Mm-hmm. You're the one that was supposed to take care of the family after your dad died, right? Yeah. You know, after your mother. Okay. But then again, at 15, you're supposed to take care of your mother as well, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of expected of you, but you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know how to do this, so so a lot of 
in my opinion, I'm guessing here, a lot of responsibility was thrown on you. But at the same time, if I remember correctly, your mother went into the, I have to protect my baby mode. So if I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, you was expected to be now the man of the house, but also the baby as well because of the way your mother was treating you. Yeah. So really you had, you, you was getting pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So my question is this then. You, you had a father. Let me just make sure I got my stuff right. You had a father, um, but you never really had a father. Mm-hmm. You never never got a chance to you know, speak and, and know how to speak and what to talk about and how a man is supposed to truly think. Right. And then all of a sudden he leaves, um, unfortunately, uh, not by choice. Mm-hmm. And now you're expected to be that man. But then again, you're being sheltered as if you're a child. Because you're 15, you're still a freaking child, but, (laughs) you know, you're getting extra sheltered. Yeah. So now, if you look back on that, and, you know, we're dealing with today's stuff, um, how do you feel like when, you know, you're going through a situation, you, you don't know who to talk to, you don't know how to deal with it, um... How do you how do you go about, you know, uh, resolving those issues? Or even if you do resolve those issue, the issues, what do you do? Uh, when it comes to resolving the issues, I I don't. That's the thing. I keep it to myself. It eats me up inside, and that's when I guess it puts me really in a <clears throat> in a depressed mode. That I feel like I really don't have nobody to talk to. Even though I've tried, it just won't come out. Uh, and that's really tough on my part. Because I know there's people out there that wants, you know, that wants to see me do good. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think I know a couple of those people. <laughs> so, you know, and that's that's a habit that I'm slowly getting out of. And, you know, whenever I have something that's bothering me, I'll, you know, try to voice my 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 opinions out there and i just i don't know that's that's something i really i'm trying to work on on myself but it's tough i could definitely say it's tough do you feel do you feel like you're alone most of the time yeah most of the time i feel like i'm i'm alone after all these freaking years i've been telling you you're not damn that would work hard on your ass all right so See, the point that I'm trying to make is this, is that I was having a conversation with somebody and they was telling me, and I told you about this, that um, I don't, I still, I need to go back and figure this out. Um, This is the second, maybe third time. And you know about the other times that somebody's came up to me and told me like, you know, you saved my life and use those exact words. Um, And it shocks me every time. I'm like, what? (laughs) Me? What the hell did I do? And it recently happened again which you know about. Yeah, I remember. And it still shocked me and everything, but because they heard of what I said, you know, and that made me start to think, you know, about all the people that stay in the shadows as like yourself. And, you know, I constantly tell you and I'm constantly working on you, you know, and I'm telling you guys, you know, that you guys are not alone, you know, for 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 growth and for development and for you know to evolve as us as humans you got to talk you got to talk to somebody 
You have to. Yeah. Because as you just said, it, you, you push it deep inside you and, and it's eating you alive. You know? Um, if you had a, a parasite or something that was eating you alive, wouldn't you remove it? Yeah. That's what this is. This is one of the worst parasites in the world because you can't see it. That's true. But you can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so my whole thing is this, you know. Okay, so you're one of those people that's in the shadows. You feel like you're home alone, right? Mm -hmm. But now that, you know, you're being faced with this and stuff, are you truly home alone or are you home alone mentally? Mentally, I'm home alone. That's how I feel. And how do you how do you think, you know, what are those things that you can in your opinion, you know, what's those things that you think you can do to say okay, um, I need to get I need to get better like because I know come on five years of me telling you shit you know <laughs> um, you've you've grown I don't I don't want to I don't want people to think that you haven't grown right. since then of course like you've grown physically like you've gotten a little bit muscular because <laughs> of all the crap that I make you do and you mentally you've grown in leaps and bounds and I understand there's still things to this day that we're still working on and that's fine but how do you, you know, how do you think now? What the difference between then and now from actually those times that you actually spoken to someone and most of the time it's me because I'm forcing your ass to speak. <laughs> how do you feel? Like, what do you feel inside? You know, when you're getting it out and then what do you feel inside after you get it out? Like, what's the three stages before, middle and end? Uh, before, before uh, I, I, I would really feel like scared to actually speak what's on my mind or like what's holding me back even though you know the person's there for you yeah even though without judgment yeah <laughs> so you still feel scared mm -hmm. okay and then the middle the middle is like i'm like i feel comfortable i actually feel like you know there's people out there that actually you know want wants to be there for me and it feels good. I'm not gonna lie. It's a good feeling. I feel like the dam broke. Yeah. <laughs> and then because there's times that I can't shut you up. Yeah. <laughs> that I'll be like, I'll be like, yo, what's wrong? And I'll get into you, into your head, and I'll be like, yo, let's rip this plug out. And then all of a sudden, I realized that instead of pulling the plug on a tub, I pulled the plug on a river. <laughs> and I'm just like, damn. But to me, that just means that you need to do it more and more. Right. All right, and now let's get to afterwards. How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel a light, lightness? Do you feel like, damn, I should have done this? Or do you feel like, I shouldn't have done this? I, I feel, after everything is said and done, I feel relieved. Like I feel like the weight has been lifted off my shoulders. And it, it actually really feels good to actually you know, speak what's bothering me for most of the time. So I think it's that's definitely one thing I'm I'm working on is actually voicing out what the fuck is bothering me. Sorry for the language. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but um, if, if that's the way you truly feel, then hey, that's what you feel. <laughs> so my question now is this: If you know how you feel afterwards, what stops you again from doing it? Because you've been doing it with me for so many years. Right. What actually stops you from doing it again if you know that that's the end result? 
That's like knowing if I hit this ball as hard as I can, every time I get a home run, guaranteed. But then you're scared to go at bat the next time. Uh, a really bad habit. That's the thing. It's a really bad habit that I need to break. That that slows me down with that. I don't know why that. I guess my mind goes in autopilot and I'll, I'll climb up. I guess since I've been doing it for so many years that I'm I'm used to it. So. Because you do know that this is this is this is a habit that can kill you. Yeah. I know that. Um, this is a habit that that is not only can kill you mentally, it can kill you physically. Right. You know, because cause I've seen you get into like a depressive state that it not only affects you, but it affects everybody around you. And we had talks like that. Yeah. And it's a very dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing. So, you know, if you can say, okay, doing X, Y, Z, if you can pinpoint something to get you out of your depressive state what would you say that it is because the people that's listening a lot of them are going to feel that same way that they go through depression they go through sadness they've had traumatic experiences in their life what would you say that if you had to give advice for the first time (laughs) if you had to give advice and say this is what you should try what would it be uh it would be Try to actually, you know, speak what's on your mind to whoever you're close to that you need somebody to listen to. Not even get advice, it's just somebody to listen to because people need that. I know that I know that from personal experience, too. So I would say, you know, definitely don't keep it inside you because that's one way that's going to that's going to mess you up inside really bad. And definitely voice what's bothering what's bothering you. Um, there, I'm glad you said that because there's times that I don't think you need advice. I don't think you need leadership. I just think you need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, we're not you know we're not stupid. You're not. You're definitely not stupid. You're actually very smart. Um, but you do dumb shit. But anyways, <laughs> um, I think that you know. Um, that is extremely important for people to understand that sometimes, you know, it may not be that you need advice. Maybe you just need an ear. You need a shoulder to cry on. And it's okay if you physically have to cry to get it out. You know, there's been times that I've talked to you and there was like, what, once or twice that you actually teared up and Mm -hmm. you actually cried and, and that's okay. That's, that's fine by me. You know, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) And so what happens if that person feels like I don't have anybody? Now what? Because it's easy to be like, hey, talk to somebody that actually cares. What happens if that person feels like, I don't have anybody? Like, at one point, you felt like you didn't have anybody. What do they do then? Hard question, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a real tough question to answer. Um, uh, I'm trying to think from, you know, personal experience. Uh You got to reach out. That's the thing. You have to try at least to reach out to somebody. Because I know it's tough. But you just have to reach out. That's that's the only thing I could think of. Because it's impossible not to think that you have nobody. 
when you actually do. It's just people are hard headed. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something that uh, that I was told plenty of times, and uh, I'm I'm starting to well, not starting to. I believe it now. Should have believed it a long time ago, but because um, people. As of recently, people have been hitting me up and people have been telling me this before and then I stopped at the whole social media and then, then again, I'm back out there and people keep on telling me, like, you hear Lonnie telling me all the time and <laughs> yeah. you hear everybody telling me, like, Jay, you should have been doing this a long time ago. Right. Why the hell are you a woodworker, bro? <laughs> like, you should be doing motivational speeches and, and be a counselor of some type and, and all those other things. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> but it's, you know, one thing I got told is you never know who's listening. And you never know who's watching you. Especially with the social media age. Yeah. It gets kind of annoying sometimes, but <laughs> whatever. You never know who's watching, you never know who's listening, and you never know who's actually paying attention. And, you know, to, to coincide with what you said, just put it out there. Yeah. Just put it out there because somebody's, somebody's going to see it, somebody's going to hear it, somebody's going to listen and they're going to respond to it. And sometimes you might you might not get the response that you want or need because it's at the end of the day it's what you need not what you want. Right. In the beginning, you might have to do this 3 4 5 6 times. But you can't give up on yourself that in those in those times that you're not getting a response that you need. That's the thing, you can't give up on yourself. For sure. Can you elaborate on that cuz there's been plenty of times I want to kick your ass <laughs> for giving up on yourself. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, don't, you know, definitely put yourself out there. And like you said before, um, you don't know who's listening, who's watching. Uh, definitely <laughs> um, try try your best to put yourself out there. That's, that's, all I can, <laughs> that's all I can say right now. You know, you know, it's another thing. And I told you this before. I notice a lot of people do this, but you do it especially well. Uh, you nervous laugh when you have nothing to say or you don't know what to say. <laughs> right. Like right now, you do your nervous laugh. And they'll be, I'll get mad at you sometimes because I'll be like, hey, Mario, I need you to do this and that. And you'll start laughing. I'm, what the hell are you laughing at? And you'll be like, huh? What? You didn't hear me? No. So why the hell you laugh? I don't know. Just tell me what's up. And I'm just like, what the hell? You know, I think that's a, that's a, that's a, that's like a self, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, you do it on command. You do it. And it's like, uh, what the hell am I talking? Trying to, trying to get the damn word out. It's like a, uh, defense mechanism. There you go. There you go. Damn. Took 20 years. <laughs> But, and I think that we all have these defense mechanisms that that we all do. Um, I think that, uh, you know, some people, for you, it's, you know, you'll, you'll laugh. You know, you'll give like a nervous laugh. Um, other people, what they do is they, they hide. Um, they don't know how to handle the situation. Um, they don't know what to do. They'll hide. Um, they'll go into their little corner, they'll go into their home, and they'll stay, and they'll be alone. And then they'll feel all these things, and they'll push it deep inside, deep inside. And it's like, dude, how much crap can you fill into this jar before it explodes? Right. And when it explodes, it's either going to be internal or external. Either way, 
somebody's getting hurt. Yeah. Somebody's getting hurt. You know, and it's it's a shame. And I tell you this all the time, you know, that just just try. You know, you're very lucky that you have uh, a, a couple people that actually care about you. Um, whether you use them to your advantage or not, you know, that's another story. Right. But I think that, you know, people need to understand this. We're human. None of us are perfect. And sometimes we have to remember that we're all relatable in some way, fashion, or form. Because um, we're never home alone. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, but I know a lot of people and none of them are named Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> right. So, ain't nobody home alone. Um, And if I did know him, jeez. <laughs> Anyways... And for some reason, if he ever listens to this, my bad, bro, but you're screwed up. Anyways, but none of us are ever really truly home alone. And we have to remember that. That there's always somebody watching. There's always somebody listening. Whether from afar or closer. Usually it's closer. Right. It's usually closer. And sometimes what we want to hear is not what we need to hear. But at the same time, it'll help. You know, I've always told you from day one, like, if you ever need me, I'm here. Right. It doesn't matter what time. I've proven that. Yeah. doesn't matter what time, <laughs> what day. Time. It doesn't matter who I'm with. <laughs> I will drop everything just to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. You know? Um, you got Lonnie. He He's an amazing individual. He's got his own demons. But he's willing to drop whatever he's doing also. And you have to realize that. You know, a lot of people in this world have people, but they don't use them in the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we hurt ourselves. I think that's where we truly, truly hurt ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely believe that. <laughs> uh, now I'm getting, you know, I'm definitely getting the into the habit of, you know, realizing that I have people around me that, that care for me and, you know, they want to see me do good. I take a bow. I take a bow. <laughs> this is five years in the making. Thank you. But that's what we, I think that's what the most important thing is that we need to realize. Um, we're not alone. Our home is definitely not alone. And if you take advantage in a good way of the people that love you and care for you and you put yourself out there. Sometimes you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. Because the truth hurts. It sucks. It freaking sucks. Yes, it <laughs> but I think that's another reason why we run away and we bury things because we know it's gonna hurt. And we blame ourselves and we do this and it's all gonna hurt us. But you can't grow without a little bit of pain. That's so true. We have to. We have to, because if everything came easy, then we all be freaking perfect, right? right? We'd all be billionaires. We wouldn't have to worry about bills. <laughs> Nothing. But it's like, none of us are perfect, and we all have our demons that we fight. But you can have demons and feel alone, or you can have demons and not feel alone, and then those demons get wiped out. 
It's like sitting in a room full of bad guys that they only want to see you in pain and hurt and misery. And you got an AK-47 sitting next to you, fully cocked and loaded, with a box full of shells, and you're talking about, what am I going to do? <laughs> what? You better lay them all out there. <laughs> right. That thing is going to go, <laughs> you know? But it's like, we don't use that AK. We don't use that weapon that we have mm -hmm. to help ourselves. And I think, you know, a lot of us has to learn that you're not alone. A lot of us have to learn how to speak. We're quick. Like, like I'm going to tell you right now. Um, you heard me say this before. We're very fast to jump up and punch somebody in the face if they ever do anything, anybody that we love. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes up right now and punches you in your mouth, what you going to do? Fight back. You're going to whoop their ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, try. Try, yeah. <laughs> so if you're willing to hurt and go beyond that for for to protect yourself, to protect the ones you love. How come you don't do that to yourself when you're the one that's hurting yourself the most? And there goes that nervous laugh. Because <laughs> yeah. that, I felt that one. <laughs> um. Huh. That, that left me speechless. <laughs> but you get it. Yeah, I completely understand that. <laughs> like, we, we are always kicking our own ass. But we don't ever say, yo, stop. We don't ever try to defend ourselves from ourselves. And it's actually easier than defending yourself from somebody else. It's much easier. It is. <laughs> Uh, you alright? Yeah. <laughs> Want a tissue? No, I'm alright. <laughs> right. But, you know, we have to realize that we're not alone. Our home is definitely not alone. And especially, you know, well, listen, if you know me, if you're hearing this, I'm always available. And you've seen that. Like, people have come into my life just to talk to me. And I don't even know who the hell they are. Hey, Jay, can I talk to you? Who the hell are you? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, what's up? They're like, listen, you know, I got this problem. And I'm like, what's up? Let's talk. Like, I always make myself available. Um, but if you're hearing this, like, you can hit me up. Um, we can talk. Um, I tell you that all the time. Like, I don't care what time it is. Talk to me. Yeah, I know. And... You're very lucky and very fortunate in that, that you have multiple people. Some people feel like they don't have it, like we said. But if you're hearing this, then if you feel like you have no one, try me. I'm reachable, always. You know. Um, but yeah, I just wanted, you know, like I said, I wanted this, this episode to be about, you know, to hear from somebody else. You know, the benefits that come from actually talking you know actually expressing yourself and actually bending somebody's ear and saying hey listen i need to talk you know with growth and it's not easy that's the point that i want to make it's not easy and you're still learning yeah i am you've been you've been with me for five years and you're still learning so i don't want people to be like oh it's it's gonna happen it's gonna no like it's not it's like a light switch it's not like okay i'm good <laughs> right 
No, it, it takes hard work. It takes hard work. And you might take, as I told you before, you might take 10 steps back and in, in hurting yourself. But if you're every day taking five steps forward, five steps forward, when it comes time that you take those 10 steps back, you're still ahead. You're still ahead. You know? Yeah. So I want people to know that, to hear it from other than just me, that sometimes it's hard. Most of the time it's hard, but you're not alone. And you can speak and you can talk. You know? And yeah. it's, it's going to take work. It's definitely going to take work. You know? But anyways, um, I'm going to end this one. Uh, and I just want you guys to know that, you know, you can do anything. You can definitely do anything. You can always, always improve. Um, you have the power to empower your life. You're human, not a robot, so you can advance. You can move forward and you can evolve. As long as you keep on thinking and truly believe that no human is limited. Until next time, guys. <laughs>